0: There were days when you start to appease the crowd when they're unforgiving. There are easier ways to make a living. G'day,
1: all. It's Peps. It's J Dog. It's Lacey out here for our magnificent round two finals recap. And I'd have to say, J Dog, it was one of the greatest games ever seen in semi final action that kicked off a magnificent round. Of finals footy action, and we're here to talk about it. So we're down to the final four. We're heading in the prelim weekend. I tell you what, you're with Lace Out. You're with Pepsi 377 Game a Superstar of the East Keela Football Club, and with me, the great man Jamie, the J Dog Wallace. He was ranked number nine in the world for triathlon for his age group. That is the All Star lineup bringing you the review. To talk about the great game you love, AFL football. Big fella, how exciting is everything on and off the field happening in AFL circles right now?
0: Oh, we've got everything. We've got we've got uh, X-Wags racking up a couple of slugs on a plate. Um, oh. we've got we've got the highs of a one-point victory, we've got the lows of Someone getting off from staging again. Peps, this is... Uh, we've got it all. This week has really had it all, and I'm excited to join you tonight and talking about it and also joining our, our, our listeners out there and interacting with what they've got to say as well.
1: I know, and I'll tell you what, the weekend, it was packed tighter than a carton paper bag. That is how much has been going on and off. Carton you know paper bag isn't or it, a storm? It, oh, I, I, don't, I don't know, but isn't it interesting that mm-hmm. even with lockdown the topic of snow still is able to hit the shockwaves. And who would have thought? Usually it's the snow on the, on the Alps of Mount Bulla or Mount Kosciuszko <laughs> or Lake Mountain. These days, it's snow on a $1.50 Kmart plate that just takes over the news and <laughs> shapes the finals football action. We just can't escape the snow in September. It's happening everywhere.
0: Well, I was disappointed. Those lines were just... They, they, they're criminal themselves. There should be an investigation. Her, she's new friends.
1: Oh, she needs – she's probably going to need new friends after someone (laughs) uploaded that on the video. So, Nadia, (laughs) I know – but you know what? She's having a go and she's strong and I think that she'll get through it with her millions of dollars
0: sitting behind it. Stunning and brave, Pep, stunning and brave.
1: Stunning and brave, stunning and brave. But, hey, you know what? Let's forget about that. Let's talk about the real action that's happened over the weekend. We're going to get into the footy side of things, but, J-Dog, I have to ask you, how was your weekend? Father's Day?
0: I know. How good was was it? It was good. Look, it was a cracking cracking Sunday. Saturday was pretty ordinary in terms of weather wise. It cleared up. Didn't it rain on Friday over and over? It rained for like seven hours straight. I don't know it, what it was it, like down your it, area.
1: It was soggy and it was moist. And that and, was outside.
0: <laughs> but um good weekend. Solid weekend. I look forward to the weekend. So Sweet.
1: And you know what? There's, I can tell you now, for all the fathers out there, happy Father's Day. Absolutely. You deserve it. You're not being able to escape out of the house, to nick down to the shops with all your friends, to sit there and and have your cafe latte and talk in a foreign language. I know you're not able to do that at the moment, mm-hmm. but, you know, you will be able to shortly. Uh, and to all the dads out there who who may not know they're actually dads, Um <laughs> Someday <laughs> you'll get a knock on the door and you'll be able to celebrate like we have over the last uh, couple of weeks. But my wife and my daughter made me some beautiful homemade peanut brittle, and I will tell you what, absolutely beautiful. delicious. So it was Father's Day, and yep, she decided to give half of it away to my dad. So
0: I, uh, I, I stocked up on the lollies this year and uh, the classics, the socks and the jocks.
1: I got jocks. I got those new Bonds ones. You know, with the they got a the bit cool of cool balls. Uh, the cool balls.
0: Cool balls. <sighs> Yeah, you have cool. hot balls, Peps. I've got very hot balls. You should be. You should maybe speak to someone about that. There be someone in the chat here has probably got. Yeah, someone somebody's got some, to uh, some
1: advice on how to, to, to work on my uh, hot balls. I appreciate that, but you know what, Jodie? Hey, let's hey, get into it, mate. There was plenty of peps. hot ball on the weekend, yeah, buddy.
0: Before we turn it, uh, welcome <coughs> to Nick, uh, Portress Podcast uh, classmate, Podcast Portmate. Um, Happy Father's Day, Nick. I saw I saw your stuff over on Facebook on the weekend, and I'm glad to see that your family is doing well and your little boy is uh, doing amazingly well. Oh, awesome to hear! Awesome. We're all big one community here at Lace Out.
1: We're one big giant AFL loving family. So awesome to see. All right, right, Dog. Yes. So we're just going to we'll get let's get it out of the way. Let's about, go for it. Let's let's go into it. So. We know that uh, we had two games on the weekend. The winners to come out of it, we know, were um, the Western Bulldogs and Geelong as yep. well. Too. If we put it in perspective, J Dog, what was the one that stood out to you the most? What was the one that you went, oh gee, that mm-hmm. was I, I didn't I didn't see that one coming either, as good or as bad.
0: Um, just superficially, I probably I I didn't see. Brisbane playing that poorly. Oh, I did. I picked the doggies by eight points.
1: I knew it was huh. going to happen. No Hipwood, no Brisbane. It's as simple as that. It's been like yeah. that for weeks, J-Dog.
0: Well, I knew, that, uh, I knew that Geelong would get up, so I wasn't too concerned about it. I, said, I think I said 35 points you're in the end. Close.
1: You're pretty close with tipped out on Thursday nights, which we do live as well too for the finals. So that means now if we have a look at it, J-Dog, this is what is going to happen. Crikey, I can't even see that on the screen. No, Why you, is that so small? Now
0: make that bigger. I've
1: changed it. It's not the logo.
0: Peps. Just do. Yep. I'll I'll fix it in a second. That's okay. But
1: what what it is is that we're going to be having uh, (laughs) two games this week, prelim final on Friday night, prelim final on Saturday night. The Ds will be taking on the Cats this Friday at Optus Stadium. Mm -hmm. And that means that your mob is also going to be taking on the Doggies on Saturday night. So 5.50 p.m. or 7.50 p.m. over here in the Eastern States, Melbourne versus Geelong for the first prelim. And the second prelim, uh, we're looking at 7.10 p.m. Adelaide Oval Time for the second prelim between yourselves and the doggies. That's what it went down to. We started with eight, down to six, and now they're at the final four. If this was the NCAA Championships – this would be the epic. It's the best weekend of AFL football that you're going to see. It's as yes. simple as that. It Do you know this is, has never happened? What's never happened? In it the... is hands down the best weekend of footy. for like and final weekend.
0: Um, This has never happened before. In the, in the eighth structure ladder, you know, the, the, the forming of the eight that we get to after, yep. what was it, like 19-something-something? Uh, sorry, 2000-something. Um, This has never happened, that the top four teams from – Barring the West, barring Western Bulldogs falling out around 23 has never happened where all four teams have managed the prelim final.
1: Never happened. What? What do you mean? In, in, in this,
0: in this? Ever. In the, in the, in the eight, in the reconfigured oh, how eight.
1: How is that? I know. Oh, beautiful. Hey, listen, I just need to say welcome to a few people with us as well too. Nude Nuts is on the, um, is on the chat with us tonight. We know that Nikki from the uh, the Portress is with us as well too. Hey, Milne's back. St. Kilda's not, but good to see him on the show as well too. <laughs> hey, my, not related to me, but good old David Salt. He's up there in, uh, close to the border up there in New South Wales. He's joining us. He's a little bit excited for the Ds as well too. So everybody get on the chat. It's going to be massive. Buzzers. Lots there. of people. Buzzes back, back again. Um, he must be getting a little bit excited for Jack Steele potentially winning a brown low. We'll see what happens there, but like, there's so much to talk <laughs> about. Um, your highlight of the games on the weekend was there anything that really stood out? to you? you went, wow, that was just awesome.
0: Well, I guess let's just get stuck into the into spin the magnet uh, spin the magnets. Well, shall we? Let's get spin those magnets. You talk about it. Let's go let's for spin it. Spin
1: those magnets. All right. Well, I reckon we start off with all the good stuff. Let's get a bit of uh, let's get a bit of uh, Demetrio action. So, can we get a bit of three votes? I'll say that again. Three votes. All righty. So the votes for the weekend, J Dog. Mm-hmm. Um, Massive start. I'm going to throw it open with you because you you wanted to start this one off. So what was your big takeout from the weekend, the one that really got you uh, moist in the loins, if you know what I mean?
0: Number one, can you name me anyone worldwide who would have been as nervous as Taylor DeRay with that ball coming in with 20-odd seconds to go one-on-one in the forward 50 against Charlie Cameron? Name me a more nervous person. How good was it? Brilliant. If That that ball had just... The funny ball that we've got, if that just bounced up a little bit, Charlie Cameron, snap, goal, game over.
1: There, there has never been a bounce more crucial to the one that Charlie Cameron had than Milne in the 2010 grand final. Fair
0: point. That, fair
1: that point. is how, if it went the other way, he was gone. Yeah. They're picked out to the right-hand side, Taylor Dre, and then even Charlie Cameron's done the old, hey, uh, is that, is that uh, deliberate? No, oh, come yeah. on. So, okay. He gave him a look. Yeah, unbelievable. But uh, okay. Charlie, but yeah, that was that was a cracking game. My God, yeah. That was the best final I think I've seen. That was better than the the one the week before between GWS and Sydney. I reckon I haven't seen a final like that since probably the 2016 one between GWS and the doggies. Mm-hmm. That was an absolute belter mm-hmm. that, was, yep, that was the doggy's
0: year that
1: one yeah it was a doggy's year and i also think the gws collingwood final where gws just 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 scraped in it was a crappy day but that was just i was at that game and it was just gripping i know they're two prelims but just finals footy it's just nuts it's just nothing but listen milney i'm not having a go at you but I'm just saying that was the last time a ball had made a difference just from a single bounce to changing the whole uh, overtunes of the game too. So. Because
0: DeRay, I mean, Charlie Cameron was goal-sided. That ball just literally took a little bit of a dip some just past DeRay's body, just literally inches to the other side. Yep. Cameron running into a complete open goal line. And you know
1: what? If I want to take it one step further, I've said plenty of times that I think Stephen Milne is one of the most underrated small forwards in AFL-VFL history.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. You're on Stephen Milne.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm a massive Stephen Milne fan and he should he should be. <laughs> if you have a look at his record and you put it up against the Thirl or uh, someone along those lines, he is mm-hmm. so much better. I'll take a Milne over a Thirl any
0: day of the week. Rightio. All right. Can stop having 15 conversations with all our guests already, please? Oh, the guests. Are, we don't, if we don't have guests, we don't have a show. You know how it <laughs> works. That's true. Um, so, yeah, that was, that, was, that was amazing. That was amazing incredible defending and incredible <coughs> mental mental strength to not go to ground, to not give away a free kick, to not do something stupid and just, yeah, that was amazing.
1: Do you know, when I saw Taylor Juret, Duray- uh, up against Charlie Cameron, that brought back memories from me playing down at the Cougars in the backline, and nothing would get past me. Story time, kids, grab a oh, grab it's story a time, grab grab yourself a blanket and a pillow, throw on a snuggie, grab some hot cocoa, and it's story time with Peps. Oh, mate, I, I loved being one on one with with someone. It just absolutely uh, tore them apart. You can never. I was vice like. <laughs> I was vice like. Okay. Yep. Oh,
0: that is definitely not true.
1: Hey, there's people on the chat. Well, that will attest to it. Exactly oh, right. Do, yeah. so, nah, awesome stuff. So that was good. Hey, the one that I wanted to highlight was <laughs> um, I really wanted to, because you were going to talk about the Tomahawk and his five goals. Yep. Uh, I wanted to point out Jack McCrae. Now, he played uh-huh. an absolute ripper on the weekend. He had 39 <laughs> possessions going at 59%. Now, I didn't look at the 59% a lot because it's, Pressure football, you know. There's a lot of people who've played footy with her on the on the chat right now, and people who've listened to this. You've played sport at the highest level you possibly can. You've played finals football, finals bocce, finals badminton, finals basketball, whatever you've played. Yeah, it just goes up to another level. And yeah, he went at 59, but he went at 39 posies. Now his average for the year is 34, but he's. Uh, disposal efficiency was at 75. So that just goes to show it just takes it up to another level. It just made the the, the pressure across the board. Yeah. Um, and, but he just kept going, just kept going, just kept going. Uh, and the other one I want to throw on there was Bailey Smith. That ice in his veins left oh. footer up from the pocket. Michael, Wrong side point? of his body. Mate, that brought back memories from the 1980, 1990 uh, under-16s preliminary final where I kicked two of the greatest goals I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and one of them was, was like that. Yeah. Um, so I could go on all about that night, but this is lace out, not peps out.
0: Um, and, uh, also, whilst we're here, uh, another amazing effort was we've got to give Geelong their props. Give them their props. 12 of the last 18 years they've made <sighs> uh, prelim final. Yep. That's an incredible achievement. After how many times they've been written off, Tomahawk, he's been around there forever. Is he getting he better?
1: Is he the is he is he Grange? Like he's a walking hall of famer.
0: They're putting people around him that really support and, and work to his strengths and kicked five on the weekend to show you just how important and how damaging he can be in a game of football.
1: Yeah. he's just getting bigger and better. And you know what I love about him? Yeah. When he goes back, most of the time he'll go drop punt. Yeah, and he looks he, good. He's, he's been the most traditional full forward that I've seen playing probably in the last 10 years. And I take yes. Rewalt out of that. I take uh, Lynch out of that. Uh, maybe the other one might be Ben Brown, I would say, because he tends to go straight. Mind you, he takes he takes a Joel Garner run up when he kicks a goal.
0: Schultze was always uh, a I'm, drunk punner as well.
1: Oh, Schultze! How could you? Oh, John Butcher. What about John Butcher?
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> John Butcher, one of the finest to come out of. Out of Port Adelaide,
0: oh, he's right. back. So, he's back. So yeah, watch out. So it. there
1: was there was plenty of good things to come out of the football. It was all like I said, finals football. It's very hard to spot some bad things, but we happen to have done so. So uh, we have. You know what that means, fellas. We need to uh, we need to call the big fella. I know that he's getting a little bit excited for a prelim this week, uh, but this guy we need to bring him out because uh, we have to do it.
0: Here he is, this. Watson. Bloody wingers! All
1: right, big fella. I'll start it off with you. Where do all you right. want to start? I can see all three right. characters, three little letters in front of me that you want to start this one off with.
0: I don't, I don't go this hard very often because it is. I'll preface this with everything. AFL is the Hold on. Ha- keep going, keep going. Okay. AFL is the hardest game to adjudicate. It is fast. There are players moving 360. There's no direct lines. It is basically all going on. And it's a huge field. You've got three umpires. Hardest game to adjudicate. Then you chuck in the extra layer of rules within rules within rules within context of where they are and when they want to pay it and in interpretation. And then you're also expecting umpires to be absolute mind readers in reading intent. So with all that said, there were some absolute shockers. I'm talking the Caleb Daniel deliberate out of uh, out of bounds. It came off the side of his foot. He was not going for the thing. How can you pay that? That's a critical one. You could have, could have, could have shaped the game potentially. But it's a wrong call, and that should have been addressed. I don't even think I have the strength, Peps. I don't even think I have the strength to talk about Geelong. I'll take over when you're ready. Because, because. how does how, how does Hawkins hit a bloke five seconds after he's taken a mark with an arm across the back of his head, and there is not even a recommendation to have? it reviewed MRO nothing to see here if there is not bullshit going on i smell i smell bullshit no We've no no
1: what do you smell bullshit bullshit mate bullshit i am
0: we okay we used to hate jeff geeson everyone put their hand up if you had a jeff geeson in the old in the old system of I, points I, and I, this and tables i just don't
1: like him just didn't like
0: the way it was written. we did not like it how is michael christians not getting the heat that he deserves that is Name me a Geelong player who does not ever get up. From the chief of the MRO, who was an ex-Geelong player. It's bullshit, and I hate it. And I'm not saying it's conspiracy, but I'm was over it. He was Collingwood. <laughs> he was Collingwood. Jamie. High intent, and it was late. Anyone else? That is at least a week. Uh, I thought it was low. What'd you say, low? Uh, high contact in the head.
1: Yeah. High
0: contact. It was intentional. Yep. Low low force. I'll give it that. So There wasn't for- much in it.
1: Low contact, intentional, low impact. It sounds like how I got my wife pregnant.
0: Um, <laughs> hey, can I rip into this? And you go you go off the other person who's also one of these protected people. Oh, here we go. Right.
1: <laughs> this is um, – I I hate umpiring, right? I, I've, I've, I've played the game. And I had a great relationship with umpires, right? But geez, they're trying to take over this sport. Put the freaking whistle away. It's not that hard, umpires. All right, it's not about you. You got your flashy, flicking fluoro vests on. You highlighted enough. Uh, Razor Ray's not getting a game game this week. He's been put onto the the subcommittee. He's he's an emergency. So I don't understand it because. But it's all about Razor, isn't it? It's all. Don't speak to me like that. I don't give a shit. You're an umpire. Show some respect to the players and they'll show some respect back to you like the old school days. Neville Nash, okay? You remember Neville Nash? Ian Robinson. These are the guys who are fantastic umpires. The guy with the big beard. They had a me, relation. Big, big, big oh, Rowan Soares. Yes. These were the days that we had umpires that just were there for the players. Darren Goldspink. You, was that a shit umpire decision? Yeah, that was a shit decision. That's the sort of banter they had. Now it's all about, you know, you can't say anything. It's all It's all, you know, woke society. But I'll tell you what. The Geelong Football Club, their major sponsor must be the Marcel Marceau School of Performing Arts. The diving that they do on the weekend. Tom Hawkins <laughs> throwing it out <laughs> like a freaking diving off the 3 meters springboard at the Olympics was a Didn't disgrace Danaher get done weekend. For a-
0: didn't get Denner get a fine or something oh, at least when he died. I don't know. But did you see
1: some of the ones? Uh, Phil Davis had his hands at one stage and went, oh, I don't know what to do. And then if you hmm. flip it in, hands in the back. How many times has he push hands in the back? But no, they've put that one away, haven't they? Yeah. It's a disgrace the way it's been umpired. The Western Bulldogs, I had a look at the umpiring for team statistics versus what they've been given over the finals. And at the moment, they've been pretty good. They're averaging yeah. around about 20 free kicks each team. On the weekend, the Western Bulldogs had eight more than their season average Mm -hmm. against Brisbane, and you mentioned it. It's as simple as this. I don't understand the Caleb Daniel one. The one that um, the big freaking Ruckman got, uh, Tim English got the ball up. Apparently there was a block, which I didn't even even see. Bontempelli took the ball out of the the player's hands in front of him and then went back and didn't do anything. But there's just three decisions Mm -hmm. that were occurring on. It's just, I'm, I'm just over it and I can see it. Can, oh, it's not going to happen in a final. But it is going to happen in a final. Something is going to happen and one team is going to be ruined by it. Um, do and you I want to talk about the Toby well tax? Oh, the Toby tax. <laughs> the Toby tax. You cannot look me in the eye, listeners, viewers. Here is a Toby tax. Toby Green, Joel Selwood, exactly the same action happens two weeks apart. One gets two weeks and the other one gets nothing. Line them up. Side by side, it's like that superannuation ad. One goes up, one goes down. Toby took the elevator down. Joel Selwood takes the elevator up. It's a disgrace, okay? I don't get it. There was nothing in it. Oh, because one got injured and one didn't. It's not that. It should be the action and not the outcome. It just infuriates me, j Dog. When I except, see this
0: every week, except when the outcome's a concussion from a tackle that you're not allowed to do anymore from the Geelong from Hawkins, and then it doesn't matter about the outcome.
1: Oh, it just <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Okay, and but it won't matter because Dad's Army are playing this week. They're probably going to have like twelve players over the age of thirty
0: this week. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what, see happens. what happens. Look, it was just on. You went hard.
1: You went hard. I'm going to have to put the put the safety hat on, mate, just to
0: protect myself. You've
1: gone hard so far.
0: Oh, I'm just. I was just getting a bit over on the weekend. That's all. Oh, That's all. I oh,
1: hear you, big fella. I oh, hear. I was frustrated as well, too. But yeah, um, plenty of things to talk about right then.
0: But GWS, let's talk yep. about that. They. Um, oh, this is the one I got the stack hat on for. De- They had once again the injuries have come back to cruel them. We were getting, we were talking on Thursday night about Jesse Hogan and how he's going to be the most critical person to that whole system. And when I flipped over and I see him sitting on the bench, I'm like, "That's game over. Like they're done." Himmelberg is not a leading forward target. Himmelberg's a, a second at absolute best. He's a third string level forward. And literally, that was the difference between the two teams. No was green, no, no green. Once again, dickhead green. You shouldn't have done that because you've cost your team potentially a spot in the prelim. They had no fizz. They had no fizz. Nah, Geelong, no Geelong. I mean, GWS no fizz, fizz free.
1: Yeah, Robbo, <laughs> no fizz.
0: Nah, it was yeah, no, yeah, Robbo, good. no Robbo,
1: no Robbo, no fizz, no greeny.
0: <laughs> no, nah. they so didn't they,
1: have anything. They didn't have anything out forward, and that's all that. Like the the inside fifties was, I think, very similar across for both teams. But when you got Cameron and Hawkins, yeah, versus. Himmelberg and that's really about Toronto. it. You no, know, to, to get the game within only like 34 points of what it ended up being yeah. was, a, was a pretty good result. I think that, that flattered them a lot more than what, it, what I thought it would be. But I generally thought they would have been a chance, but they just the injuries copped them. They had like eight players out, like eight guns out. You, you can't make that back up. And when, when Phil Davis wasn't even picked and he had to be brought in, yes. that's going to make it even tougher as well.
0: Yeah. Now – Peps, I want to just reiterate it again. Once again, Geelong, amazing. You've done amazingly well. It was just the weekend. It was just, it's just this, this season has just gotten me a little bit more than other seasons. That's Peps, that's all. Maybe because we just don't like Geelong? No, I respect what they do. I, I really do. I don't. No, oh, okay. Um. All right, let's move Charles. on. All right. Um, uh, okay, go for a buddy. All right. Let's do a Round the Grounds. Around the Grounds
1: with our newsbreaker to the stars. He may not be a Craig Hutchinson. He may not be a Tom Brown. He may not be a Tom Morris, but he's Jaden Stevenson's dad. And he's <laughs> our man, Jamie, <laughs> the J-Dog Wallace.
0: All right, just some late-breaking news. news. I don't know, Peps, if you've seen this one here, but just some late-breaking news that uh, Petrarca has gone down with a knee injury late in training today. Um, they don't know about the, about the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> <Look>. <laughs> i just said that look at you peps you're you, you are you are so toey this week and i thought i'd just just test the waters to see where you're at you are toyer than a 15 year old boy home alone without the parents you are toyer than that look at you i was just just testing just seeing where you're at peps just giving you a bit of a a bit of a mental shake-up trying to get in your head that's not happening nothing's like that has happened Melvin, you're all good. You're all good. All right. Don't do things like that, will you? All right. I was just testing your peps because you're a bit towy. It's been 50, 64 years for you guys. Oh, I like this one.
1: Jared Hodgetts, the cat's played at about 75%. You <laughs> in the rack. Hey. Well, I think his spelling is also in the rack as well. Um, I'm stressing. I'm stressing. I'm not going to lie. I'm stressing.
0: Jared Hodgetts, the man from uh, the best, the best turf in in, in, in Melbourne. Go go see. Is, is he from Geelong? Synthetic Project, best turf in Melbourne. No, no, he's a he's a Melbourne boy. He's he's, he's Bayside. No, but is he bury for Geelong? Absolutely, he does. Oh, then no wonder why he couldn't spell. Then uh, that's why I love him. He puts his he puts <laughs> he puts his he puts his, <laughs> he puts his flag in the ground and he and he stands for it. Uh, so I like I it, really even though he cool. thinks that Chris Scott should be gone. Um, anyway, <laughs> you
1: want to get Inkley gone at the start of the year. I, Shut up. Go
0: through uh, the news.
1: Let's get the news going.
0: Grand final. It's announced. We have a start time. It's all going ahead. <laughs> it's going to be a Twilight Grand Final over there for us in Victoria Land. It is a 7.15 bounce down. I like that. I like it. Not bad. It's I don't mind it. It's uh, it means that the game's gonna finish at around 9.30-ish, then the after. 10.30, kids are in bed, everyone's got their medals in Taking photos of nude ladies with their medals around their neck and and we're, we're happy days. So like it. Like it's it. much better than last year where it was midnight before you got to go to bed after seeing all the presentations. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I think it's it's a nice time and it's going to be that nice blend. It's actually whilst they've got the opportunity to do this, you might as well try twilight grand final to see if it works. Do you remember that final they played many many years ago, Hawks versus Adelaide? It was the first twilight final that they played. It was delicious. It was it just yeah. looked awesome. Yep. Start in the daylight. Finish at night. I reckon that's going to be an absolute corker.
0: Yep. So that's good. Seven fifteen. That's kicking off. Peps. That's um. I'm excited about that one. I certainly am. Um, all right. Just a quick drive by here. Uh, Mark Corder has from the Collingwood Football Club the president who took over Eddie after his do better campaign failed or whatever that was <laughs> um, has decided to step aside and uh, let uh, Eddie's mate. Come through Jeff, and
1: – And what a legacy he's left quarter. He's brought
0: in a new coach. <laughs> new list manager. What
1: a leg- oh, new list manager. What a legacy he's left. He's going to leave the club in a much better position than when he got there before Eddie. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Such so a Jeff- short
1: time. New coach, new list manager, the place <laughs> – he's turned the corner.
0: Correct. So Jeff Brown is, is the one who's wanted to go for his job and has been trying to overthrow the board and the coup and all that bullshit through the year. Um, as I said, AFL legal advisor, close friend Eddie Maguire, um, and so he's sort of wanting that role. Moving forward, and last Thursday, Jeff Korter put a, a Korda penned a letter to the member saying that he's going to um, step down from the board at the end of the 2022 season. Ooh, okay. Nothing really there, just a quick drive-by, and very, 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 very quickly because I'm absolutely sick of talking about this, Peps. Carlton. Quick overview where we are right now, Peps. They wanted Clarkson. They didn't get Clarkson. Um, uh, there were some conversations happening with Ross, the boss, um, and he thought that he was a shoe in with all the David Teague stuff going on in the last six weeks of the season. He sort of was posturing that way on TV and interviews. Um, what happened is the board got a bit nervous because uh, Luke Sayers sort of did this under 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 table deal, the board got nervous, and then they told Ross the boss that, "Ah, oh, sorry, Ross, you're going to have to go through our new process, our, our new way we're going to do this." And so, Ross the boss told him to piss off, <laughs> as he should. Um, so now, at the moment, for people out there, the Carlton fans, they've left with nobody, and the people that they that could be looking at have burnt their bridges through other failed coaching sessions through um, either Teague or Bolton. Um, so at the moment, as we know, no one knows what the fuck's going on with Carlton at the moment, other than they haven't got a coach and they don't know who they're going to be getting for a coach. But, but,
1: but they are still a destination club, Joe. They're still <laughs> a destination club. Destination nowhere. That's where and, they go.
0: They're poo. And the knockers, uh, uh, Sarah started to look around at other Melbourne clubs now because he was def- very highly rated to go to um, Carlton because they could offer f- pick five or six back to Frio. But now he's interviewing at other clubs as well. Yeah, awesome. Uh um, oh, they're a shambles, aren't they? That's just I got no other words. I just you think you think you can find the, the, the bottom with Carlton and then something else just happens and they just you, dig know, they say a that, new
1: you know when you like you know when you do gardening hmm. and you find uh <laughs> you, you get to, you dig all the you dig all the crap away, then you find like a brick or a tile or a big yeah. rock. And then you lift up the rock and there's all the grubs and all the yuck and all the (laughs) scum that's sitting under there and you're like, ugh, that's Carlton right now. Hmm. They are shocking. Yeah. Why would you want to go there? Their their board is a a farce. Uh, I don't stand by it. The president comes out and says, oh, well, you know what? Maybe we're going to play finals next year. Yeah. If you were a player, like Adam Chera, perfect (laughs) example, would you go to Carlton if you were Adam Chera right now, knowing everything? You don't know who the coach is. You don't know who the footy director is. If the footy director is going to stay there. Yeah. Uh, no wonder why he's picked Melbourne as his destination club. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> totally understand. We haven't won anything, but you, apparently, he wants to come, apparently he was a Melbourne supporter beforehand. So.
0: You've been hanging out with Joel Michael too much, I think.
1: No, I haven't. And look, Melbourne was poo quite a long time ago. But you know what Dave, told, Dave Saltz left a message about that? We got our off-field right. And it's transitioned into our on-field. The off-field stability with this club, and you look at the clubs that are not going well, their off-field stability is just not there. The foundations are crumbling. You've got to get that right because if you want to attract players, you need to say our president's here, our footy director's here, in charge of coaching is here, is our senior coach, assistant coaches, so you know what you're coming into. Not ifs, buts, and maybes is what what the Carlton Football Club are running with at the moment.
0: Mm. Okay, <laughs> you're copping it tonight, Peps.
1: I'm copping it tonight, Melbourne. The tank engine. That's okay. Port ta, Port do Not um, with
0: me. All right. The biggest story to come out of all of this weekend, Peps, and it's blown up since Sunday night. Nadia. <laughs> Bartel. Unfortunately, not Peps. I mean, that was a big story, but that's um. That's not weird. We're not here to talk about that.
1: But uh, Big W, I mean, uh, Kmart plates have gone. They've gone berserk. What a new new marketing
0: ploy that was. Kmart plates have always been amazing. Anyway, Lockie Neal, who saw this coming? Who saw this coming? Put your hands up around the room in our chat tonight and and all that. No one saw this coming. Five-year deal and is wanting to go back home two years early for family reasons. Mm. Wife having a kid wants to be around the family support network, and he has just said to the club, I'm out. You signed me for five, I'm out. And front loaded contract, apparently. Oh, yeah. That so, worse. He obviously had been thinking about this for a while. The club has just lost straight sets out of the finals, and They've you dropped so this on them. them. And you've so dropped so this, them. yeah. This is big.
1: It is big because this is going – remember Sydney last year had Tom Papley, same sort of thing, and they held their nerve. Absolutely. Uh, Eston did it a couple of years ago with Danaher for the first time, mm-hmm. and then the second time they, they were able to get something out of it. So that's fair enough. I'm the, I don't like to fence it, but this one I'm a bit of a fence sitter on. I can understand why he wants to go back. Totally.
0: Anyone who's had I, a ch- I get kid it. knows that.
1: And I think the challenge also is, is that with this COVID situation, he can't get family and friends to come over, and they can't go over the other way. They're stuck because of, let's be honest, Mark McGowan has, has just shut that whole side of the state off. No one can get in, mm-hmm. um, and they just, they just want to go home. I get that. But mm-hmm. I'm also, you knew a five-year deal, I'm tipping within that five years, you knew you were going to uh, potentially try to have children, which is what you've done. He's got a and wife, so no doubt you'd, you'd want to but it's a five year deal. And also for the fact that it was front ended, you know, that they've given up a lot to get you over there. I'm, I'm also in, in the camp of the lions to go, well, 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 sponge cake. Yeah. You, you can't do this to us. We've, we've given up so much for you to come across uh list wise. We've tried to build everything around you. We've built for the norm. Mm-hmm. I know you have rewarded us handsomely best and fourists, brown lows, finals appearances, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't think he can. You're signed for five. We're going to keep you at least for that because we, we have to get something decent in return.
0: Well, how do, you, how do you replace someone in the last three seasons he's been there, he's won two best and fairest, two All-Australians, and the 2020 Brownlow Medal. How do, you, how do you value that and who out there has a deal that can oh,
1: fill that? Fremantle have. Fremantle have. Fremantle will get whatever pick they get for Chera they will send mm-hmm. that back over to um, Brisbane. Brisbane will probably get another high draft pick from somewhere. I think they've got a they've got one sitting there anyway. So they'll get they'll be able to choose that. Neil's been a better player since he's been at Brisbane than when Way better. Um, we could send him Jimmy Tumpus <laughs> and uh, Dave Roden, the, the Jack Machine. Yeah, we could do. Uh, yeah, we could we could send him over that way as well too. <laughs> um, but the thing is, here is the thing. This is going to be a bit of a controversial statement. Are Brisbane that good though? Yeah, after after what you saw on the weekend, are they that good?
0: They've made the finals threes in know, a row now. I, I know, but
1: they can't take that next step. They've lost
0: five out of their last six finals. I'm not prepared this year, like you were GWs. I know you. You and I at the start of the season argued about this a bit. They've just been crueled with injury, Brisbane but in the forward fifty.
1: Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, see, so they've lost Rayner. They lost Hipwood. Yeah, they've probably got a bit there. But I think if they all right, if they lost Neil, would that be a travesty for them?
0: Averages 34-plus possessions in the centre. Yep. Mate, I saw, be him one.
1: Have, I saw him have 48 against Melbourne a few weeks ago and did nothing. <laughs> okay, So possessions –
0: uh, yeah, but you also don't win two All-Australians, two best and fairest and a brown Positions load. are
1: like Nadia. You can rack them up if you <laughs> want to. <laughs> Not if you've got <laughs> Nadia's
0: lines. Not if you got they're Nadia's lines. They're everything. But. Do do? but this is someone who the last three years has had an amazing career. I don't know. It's just – this one stinks, Peps. I don't know about this one. I reckon there's going to be a
1: lot to play out, and it's also going to mean a lot for the final – the trade coming up in a few weeks' time as well too because the sniffing has started to come around already. Um, But, yeah, this could be a big one because they reckon it wasn't going to be a big trade type of uh, scenario this year. But if this actually happens, it could set everything alight.
0: It's just – one of those things, Peps, like if – we're talk. We're not talking. We're not talking. You know, eighty thousand dollars a year for the average Australian wage. Like we're not talking those sort of figures. We're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, and soft caps being reduced, and memberships being sold, and money is absolutely scarce across the AFL. And to not even have a conversation with the club about, you know, you support my family. We do this. You know, we all talk about the family. <laughs> to not then reciprocate that part of the club and say this is what I'm thinking and flag wow. it early so at least the club can get a run at it and yeah, not just come
1: out. It doesn't pass the sniff test for me.
0: And it's, once again, I love, the, uh, I love the, fake, the fake tweet coming out of um, oh,
1: But I could, actually see him, I could actually see him writing that. That yeah. was the thing. <laughs> Everybody who saw uh,
0: Mitch Robinson's
1: fake tweet, yeah. if you were not like us two and go, he could actually have uh, written that. Mm. Mm. Interesting, interesting.
0: Uh, look, I-, I don't know. It's just one of those things perhaps for me.
1: All right. Hey, listen. I reckon you said it perfectly. Uh, it is a lot of money to clubs every single year, so I reckon that's probably a nice little segue into one of our newest segments, which people are loving on the chat. Which is a bit of splash the cash, and you know when we splash the cash, we have to uh, bring out the money. Hmm.
0: Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk.
1: Money talk. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Dollar. Splash the cash. Dollar, dollar. All right. Splash the cash time. Contract news. As of today, the 7th of September. Okay. Malcolm Roses into two-year new deal with the Gold Coast Suns. He was looking at one stage, uh, Esnimo, both fingertips Didoro like into him, but he's rejected yep. it, and yep. he's staying at Gold Coast, which is a really good, um, a really good statement for that club. Uh-huh. To have a young player who's been playing some really good footy to be saying, look, I want to stay here. So that's our awesome. Uh, Lockie Schultz, same thing. Also, uh, looking, Hawks were looking his way, but he's signed for another two years at the Dockers. Probably had his best season this year and was exactly. one of their best goal kickers, which is awesome. Adam Chera, uh, watching this space, as interviews happening at clubs in Melbourne. People have said Carlton, but with all the debacles that have been going on with Carlton, probably may not want to go there until that stabilizes. Mate, we haven't even got a coach.
0: And Salary Cap as well.
1: And Salary Cap. Um, Melbourne are into him. I know that as well. Um, mm-hmm. But thing with Melbourne is what can they offer? And if you think yeah. Fremantle are going to get Luke Jackson, get stuffed. No chance. <laughs> Matt Crouch, signed for two more years at the Crows. I know St Kilda were having a look to get his brother uh, Brad, but he said, no, I'm going to stay at the Crows. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Love it. Uh, Callum Coleman-Jones, another one of the hyphens, is another two-year extension From Richmond, so good to him. And Liam Duggan has a three-year deal in front of him at West Coast as well, too. So we're going to hear more about the uh, the signings, a bit more of the cash coming around in the next couple of weeks when teams sort of fall out of finals, etc. But there's some of the contract news coming in right now. (laughs) What do you reckon,
0: J Dog? Any of those? Any of those catch your eye? Um, probably the one. That caught my eye the most was uh, roses staying up there at uh, Gold, at Gold Coast, yep. because they seem to be building a nice little thing there. We've got a couple of players who are there have decided to say, "I'm up here for the long term." We've got Rail up there, we've got his mate as well up there. Anderson, his name, yep. Anderson, thank you. It's going to sound. Self indulgent or in, inward for my club, but we had the same with Travis Boak and Robbie Gray and these players here who had offers to go back to Victoria. But they said, I'm going to stick in. Um, Jackson Trangub's on as well. They said, We're going to stick in and we're going to build this club back when we were putting tarps on seats. And look where we are now, 10 and seasons that's down the road. That's the stability
1: road. that I'm talking about. You get it, you get it off field. Yep, okay, I can see where the club's going. I'm willing to stay. And that's a perfect so example for you. I
0: hope Gold Coast, I hope it works for Gold Coast because as we, as we said, it's it's not a nice place up there, at the no. moment.
1: And um, the rumor being thrown around is trying to get Clarkson up at the end of next season because mm-hmm. he wants to have that year off. They're looking at two million a year. They're trying to entice him with. If you would you take it? Would
0: you? Would you take uh, it? Sunny weather, a part-time role at a football club for two million a season. Yeah, I'd do that. Yep. Yeah. i I take that. Yep. Beautiful. Hey, <laughs>
1: Lee Max joined us um Lee Mac, is he, part uh, of Lee our Mac. jump out segment when we do our racing tips and so forth throughout the year and burn out our our other sister podcast which doesn't really exist but we like to call it on our formula one updates uh jamie show us your um uh to uh your to segment to to Lee Mac.
0: yep just a quick sorry one. Our Lee
1: Mac episode last year uh just a quick one we for- filmed it yep that's how we filmed it are you okay and, with um, that everyone that's how we do. That's Lee how we Mac do. this is for you just That's to still have All righty. Hey, listeners, brand new segment because um, it was just mentioned a moment ago with, um, with J-Dog talking about the Gold Coast Suns and starting to get a bit of a feel up there. I want to introduce a new segment to us all, and this one is called You're the Best, the best and fairest winners so far announced for 2021. And, look, when you think about You're the Best – and your best and fairest winner. There's only one backing track that this particular type of segment can have, and this is going to bring back your inner Daniel man. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one. So let's get into it, everybody. So the Adelaide Crows had their Malcolm Blight
0: Medal. Hey, Peps. Uh, during the week. Before yes. we go on, I like to call these ones. The losers, best and final, best and fairest, because you're not in the finals. It's all for the you're losers the best
1: around. <laughs> Everybody's singing this as we go along. We're like, right. sweep the leg. Adelaide. Look at all the comments coming in. I love it. All right. Adelaide, Adelaide Crows, Malcolm White medal. Rory Laird on 123 votes took it out, which is great because he got his first one as a backman and he's got his next one as a midfielder, which is awesome. Second was Ben Keys and Paul Seisman. Um Very stiff not to get an All-Australian not had a cracking season on the wing. Do you reckon mm-hmm. that the Pies are looking back going, should have kept him? Maybe. Probably stuffed up another one. Okay. <laughs> Rightio, here's what we're talking about. I've been on this guy for the entire year, and we're talking about Tuke Miller. He's the Gold Coast Suns Club champion, and really, was there anybody else who was going to get near him?
0: 562
1: he finished, points. He, he finished on 562 <laughs> points, which is probably the total number of points Gold Coast kicked for the season. The nearest player was literally 170 behind him okay, mm. which was Will Powell, and David Gobbles, oh, sorry, David Spitz, I mean David Swallow, uh, coming third, which is great from one of their inaugural players. So he's just coming along nicely as well too. The Richmond Tigers had their Jack Dyer medal and Dylan Grimes uh, won this one, probably because there was a lot of ball being seen in <laughs> Geelong's back line throughout this entire season, and so they and had Richmond, the eyes on yeah, yeah. him. Yep, yep. Uh, Rich, what Richmond I say? Geelong. Well, it'll be this week anyway. Geelong, so we've got uh, – he won against uh, Jack Graham, Liam Baker, 46, and Shy Bolton on 40-45 uh, as well too. So second, there's a bit of a tie there as well. And last but not least, Luke Parker wins his third Bobby Skilton medal. Second was Jake Lloyd. And someone who's looking a little bit into the um, potential moving due to salary cap reasons, etc. That uh, could be Jordan Dawson, and he came third. So there's the uh, winners of the best and fairest so far, and every single week we'll have more of an announcement on those. So just remember one thing, fellas, when you look at yourselves in the mirror. <laughs>
0: hey, peps. Yeah. It just uh, occurred to me the Gold Coasts don't have a name for their award. Mm. I think we should call it. The Michael Riscatelli Award.
1: Oh, I was going to go the Carmichael Hunt.
0: Yeah, or the Campbell Brown. I would actually, I would actually name it after Jared Harbrow. Ah, Jared Harbrow. Nathan Bock, Ooh, the Nathan Campbell Bock Brown. Name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Josh Fraser. They need, they need to call something. You just can't stop just have it. The stop it.
1: Stop it. I know. No, they'll figure something out. He's a club champion, but took me a lot loving. So, yeah. congratulations to the four winners there. And okay. you done Sydney Swans yet? I did the Cindy Swans Bob Skilton Medal. I did. Tune you into did the show. That? Yeah, oh, tune sorry. into the show, Jamie. Sorry, Peps. Sorry, you're not, you're not eye candy, and you're not ear candy at this particular <laughs> stage. <laughs> of hey, um, now one other thing: we know that th- that's been some great news signings. Always um, also had some um, some some winners as well too with the best and fairest etc. But you know what? Unfortunately, we've got we've got our retirements, and um, there's obviously people who are moving on whether it's uh, forced, which is most of them, um, <laughs> or it's also going to be uh, retired as well too. So just to um, sort of take this to the next level, we're also going to um, the Gonsky pull, out, files. pull out the Gonski files.
0: All righty-o. We've got
1: James again here, and let's go through them as well too. So the Hawks have culled five players
0: um,
1: from their list this year. Uh, Keegan that. Brooksby, James Cousins, Damon Graves, Michael Hartley, and Harrison Pepper have all been uh, delisted this year. That goes on top of uh, Johnny Snapchat pattern <laughs> and also Tom Scully as well, Burgoyne
0: as well. Retired, yeah. Retired. yeah. The
1: Roos. Yeah, the Kangaroos. Uh, the, another Cull. This is, this is the second Kangaroo I don't Cull think
0: that's taken this not they had people on their list. And I,
1: didn't any, I didn't think they had any more left, exactly right. But Taylor Gardner's gone. Uh, Connor Menejew has been uh, left out. Dom Tyson and also Will Walker have also been delisted by the club. West uh, Fremantle have also come out and gone oh, whooshka, with a number of their uh, pickups as well too. Sure so they have. Brett Buley, uh Rhys Conker. I think it was it was serviceable for his time over there at West Coast. It's got uh, a premiership
0: medal. Uh,
1: yep. Talon uh Stefan Giro, Leno Thomas and Toby Watson.
0: Mm-hmm. Toby.
1: Toby Watson. Sounds like, <laughs> like that's something that would be in um, like the AFL Nintendo game. It's
0: very new, it's very new age, Toby. Or, T-O-B-E. Or,
1: or you'd get that off Wish.com or AliExpress. <laughs> um, and West Coast, they've got rid of a couple as well. So Brendan Archie and Mark Hutchings have also been delisted as well, too. So um, goodbye, my lovers, and goodbye, my friends, gentlemen. Uh, Congratulations on great careers and all the best with your future endeavors.
0: Yeah. And some may be picked up in the VFL systems, other AFL. We're talking in here, we've got Taylor Garner, who was a top 15 pick Hmm. from the crew. So he may get a rebirth somewhere. Brendan Archie's onto his second club with West Coast. So who knows what happens after there. But yeah. You know, you're you're struggling a bit
1: in your career if you're um, you're getting delisted from the bottom team. (laughs) Yeah. That's the bottom of the bottom. That's no almost. You could almost find Carlton's coach down yeah. there. That's <laughs> how right. far down we are.
0: Let's yeah. talk about the other one, Peps. The yeah. other segment. We've got to wear the injuries. Mm-hmm. Righty So quick. I'll just run through these very quickly. All four clubs are looking actually pretty good, other than one. Um, Geelong, other than Marco Connor, which he uh, blew his hamstring in the first final. No one of note that we know about in terms of injury. Oh. They're all good.
1: Oh, um, Bradham Parfitt, hamstring, will be oh, going into sorry, surgery. Parfitt. So that's going to yep. be a massive loss because he's their highest tackler for the Cats for the entire year. So Sorry, I left would
0: Jess. Jaden Hunt for Melbourne is set to return after his ankle injury, which is great news. Does it cause a bit of a uh, an issue for the selection, Peps?
1: Mm, well, it depends on how you're going to take it. Do you want someone with pace out the back line? Mm-hmm but kicking is a little bit, mm-hmm, has got better, I must admit. Has got way better. You know, Jake Bowie, who has playing his, I think, fifth game coming up, mm-hmm. and looking mighty fine. His disposal is sublime. So you're either going to go accuracy over speed.
0: Yeah.
1: And Bowie has a go. Looked- I would actually go, would actually go um, I'd go for the speed factor.
0: Okay. Yeah. And you're prepared factor. to turn it over if you have to? Well,
1: yeah. Okay. Because yep. they're old and we'll catch them.
0: Yep, I like it. Um, Western Bulldogs, as I said, belter of a game on the weekend, but they have got two big injuries coming out of it. Cody Waitman, uh, concussion. So he got subbed off in the second quarter after a run-in with um, the Rockman for Brisbane. Can't remember his name now. he ran into Marcus Adams. Oh, Marcus Adams. Sorry, you're right. Went off. They didn't use the word concussion. Western Bulldogs are very, very clever not using concussion, but I think that they approached the AFL and the AFL said, don't you fucking dare! Um, we know the AFL are red hot on concussions and brain injuries, so they are not going to take a risk. So he had a delayed like concussion. <laughs> he After had- they asked, he then got concussion symptoms. <laughs> he had a he had low mild condition, concussion symptoms, um, and then the big one. Peps, this is a this is a good study of football injuries. Bonton Pally, he went off with a sore knee with about three minutes to go. They're saying he's right for this week. But he did not come back on for the game in the final three minutes when it was there, in the cut and thrust of it all. If he were really was just a bit sore, would you lead him off, or would you get him on that ground and he just hobbles around for three minutes? Um, you don't put him on. Okay, so you reckon he's genuinely injured? He's, they're, they're not they're foxing a bit?
1: Well, this week, I think he, no. To be honest, mate, if he plays, you think he's not going to be 100%. The thing that also made that worse was if you watch the footage of him going down, there's somebody who actually lands on the back of his leg at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so that sort of took it to the next level. It didn't look that bad. It just looked like a, a knee driven into the turf at
0: that yep. particular time. Yeah, he just fell hard. Yeah. So
1: I don't, I don't know. They don't say there's any structural damage, but it's definitely going to be swollen. He's not going to be perfect. A couple of, um, a couple of jabs in the knee, and he should be okay. I think he'll play. I think, what have you got to lose? If, if he, he's not going to do his knee because there's right. no structural image. If if he if, okay, you could ask: is a fifty percent bond better than hundred percent twenty third player? No, <laughs> then you're playing. Even if you put him down at full forward, someone's still going to have to take him.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. The midfield bats pretty deep as well too. So.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I think uh, he he was a bit better last week. I must admit, but you know, there's there's goals he's been kicking that he wasn't doing on the weekend. So I think yeah. there is something there. I think Lee Max got something. He hasn't been right for his last six weeks. Um. But yeah. Um, okay. I was just interested. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen Wakeman go against your your back line and I would love to see him fit Bond.
0: Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think
1: yeah, it's going to be a tough one. For, it's going to be a tough one for them to win, especially with their forward line not firing as as well
0: as it does. Yeah.
1: Okay. By the way, are you playing a top eight team? Yeah, but we're we're
0: very good. won't kick anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, who cares if Robbie Gray's kicking six? Oh, that's exactly right. Um. Yeah, all right. That's that's it for our injuries, Peps. Yep. Now I've to, to listen to question.
1: Listener question. So listener question. Wrap them. Can you I'll get you to pump this out. So last week's listener question, J Dog, was if you were to bring one food item to the party, what would you bring? Oh. Rip through some of the responses because they
0: were some absolute caucus. We did, and we had um, we had we had a great amount of responses. We had people who were bringing uh, things like the chicken crimpies. As I said, it's a fan favorite with mine. I'm always gonna be that. Right? Um what else do we have in there? Pepsi you remember off the top of your head. I think pad was bought. I think someone said pad. Someone said deviled eggs. Deviled eggs.
1: Like it's Um, just tequila. Tequila. There was plenty of tequilas being thrown
0: around. A slab. Uh, Guacamole. Um, uh, We had uh, Fleming. Josh, he said that he's going to bring in the – Sangria because it's got food, it's got fruit in the sangria, so that's absolutely fine to bring. A Craigie Wessels from the US picked about
1: 100 pounds of apples. He's bringing them on the weekend.
0: There we go. There uh, fermented go. grapes in a bottle. That was a very popular one. Homemade sausage rolls. Yes, thank you, Tori. Uh, that. came
1: out. That was from my 92-year-old uh, next-door neighbour, John.
0: Irene has said passion fruit sponge, wine, chocolate, babka. I don't know what that is, but Peter. Thank you for bringing that.
1: Uh, Jamie bread. There were a few people who were bringing <laughs> Jamie bread.
0: <laughs> um, chocolate, spring rolls, barbecue shake, chicken crimpies. as we said, from John Michael, mini quiches, pizza, chocky cakes, sausage rolls, chocolate. watermelon. Hey, how many
1: chocolate ripple cakes came out? That's no. what I'd be bringing. I'd be the chocolate ripple cake with the crumbled peppermint crisp on top.
0: Uh, Haley's in the cream. Jazzy said he's going to bring sausages. Yeah, I like it. Nick Love um, Jazzy loves Nick, Nick Nick was offended. He's like, What 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 the F? I'm coming to the party. You give me the food. But he did say he'd bring That's a pack a of Doritos just they in
1: case. What right? LA people don't bring, they take. <laughs> <It's> all, <thieves.
0: laughs> all right. So thank you for everyone who got involved with that one there. Peps, what would you bring to a party? What was the thing that oh, you Oh chocolate ripple cake? I'm, I'm bringing oh, a bringing ripple
1: cake. Yep. With Bailey's in the cream and peppermint crisp on top.
0: Okay. Yep. Um I'm gonna bring chicken crimpies, salt and vinegar chips, um, and I would also pack in a packet of Retro Party Mix.
1: Are you going to put any effort in or are you just going to go straight down to the IGA and pick them straight off the shelf?
0: Well, what are you doing?
1: I'm making my chocolate ripple cake. I'm showing some love. You know, It also depends. If I was coming to your house, I I wouldn't spend any time. But if I was going into any over the listeners' houses, of course I'd put some effort into it. But if I was going to your
0: joint... You know... Oh no! I'll look, I'll do Alira, it for wife, Alira, wife Alira does amazing. the cooking, and you know the cakes that she, you know, you know the, the baking that she can oh, produce. Yes, I do. Now, listen. The question for this week: What have you got for us? All right. So this one here is going to be a series of questions I'm going to ask over the next couple of weeks. Ultimately, what I'm going to try and do is build a list. So the question this week is: What is the ultimate footy food? And what are you going
1: at the footy at or at
0: home? just. At the footy or at home because what I want to do is I'm building up to the grand final like our football teams are. I want to create a bit of a list that we can share on our Facebook that will ultimately you can have the ultimate grand final day. So I want to get the food right this week and then next week I'll focus on the next list. Mm -hmm. So this week, what is the ultimate footy food? It can be party pies. It can be sausage rolls. It can be the little boys, the little the little. Little hot dogs, Jamie's <laughs> little J dogs. I want you. To, is it pigs in a blanket? Do you? <laughs> do we start somewhere around the sausages? Is 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 uh, our going to bring in the sausages and then in the afternoon <laughs> into something Roo else?
1: Roo Roo I love it. It's a good one, J dog. Like the way that you're building into grand final day.
0: I, I, I just want, want to. to. I just want to build a list that we can all print off or, or look at Facebook and go. Place out has got us. They've. We've got the suggestions. I don't have to go and think about it. I just go on Facebook and there it is, food, and then my next list.
1: Just really quickly, one of the things that's quickly jumped into the chat, Lee Mack has gone vodka jelly shots. Now, is that a food or a drink?
0: That's fine. Is that a food? That is that you're making that. You're not just bringing vodka. You're bringing that. That's fine. Sensational. Craig,
1: he goes, I'll be watching the grand final in the middle of the night over there in the States. I'm I just love Craig. Coffee and toast I with.
0: I love just, Craig.
1: He's just a superstar. You get him on. Toast and Vegemite on. and cheese.
0: That's brilliant. brilliant.
1: Let's, let's do this. If nah, – no, I was going to say, if Geelong make the grand final, <laughs> I'll get him on from the States next week. I
0: love it. I love it. I love the yeah. fact that he even knows how to use Vegemite correctly over there in the US because they get it horribly wrong.
1: Oh, they just get a lot of things wrong. they, they got – gun control issues and economy issues and...
0: All right, let's go through some of the questions that our, right. that our people okay. have, some feedback and some things that our, our, our listeners have got. If you've got a question out there for Peps and I, we've got about four minutes, please. Anything
1: you want to ask us, ask four us now. Of the show, um, chuck it in the chat. J-Dog, which game are you looking forward to more this week? The one that involves your team or the one that involves my team? The one that involves your team. I'm looking after <laughs> the one that involves your team. <laughs>
0: Oh, I tell you, I'm I tell you, I'll put, it, on the, I'll put it on the chat. I'll put it on the out there right now. If it's a long Port Adelaide grand final again, I am going to have it. I won't be able to work next week. I'll be having full PTSD, full time PTSD.
1: That's all right because you've you've got two weeks to worry about it because there's That's a week true. In between. It'd be even worse
0: then if it's a Melbourne Port Adelaide. I'll tell you now. If Melbourne
1: Port Adelaide make the grand final, I'm going to be writing to the Herald Sun. So the both of us get a uh, one of those write-ups because you know how they usually get people from the same family back <laughs> for the same day. We're a podcast where the people who host it, these teams, we're going to do it, all right? But um, year
0: that I think that we would ever be doing a podcast and potentially our teams could make the grand final, ever. Oh,
1: and Yeah, exactly. Uh, will Mr. Satay be
0: world champion next year, J-Dog? Mr. Saturday, be World Champion, Mr. Saturday, Mr. Saturday, Mr. Saturday, Mr. Saturday. Like ah, everybody. um, Lee Mack, I hope so. I like George Russell, and I, and I hope so. I hope so. I'm what very, very happy.
1: Here? Basketball. Uh, we're,
0: talking, we're talking. We're talking. We're, we're talking burnout here. Burn Formula out, yeah. One. George Russell has just quickly signed over to uh, the Mercedes F1 team, <laughs> and Bottas, who was the co-driver to Lewis Hamilton, is now joining Alfa Romeo, which is a bottom team. Fantastic. Good on you, big fella. Yeah, yeah good one. Uh, Port Melbourne finals predicted on Melbourne 2020 season preview. Love Machine picked that. Yeah, did he? Good Yeah, Mark and the funky. Thanks, Mark. Go back. Yeah, good on him.
1: He's, he goes all right, the Love Machine. Gee, he's my niece and nephew are awesome.
0: Um, quick, um, Lee Max, quick, just directly to you and all our uh, F1 fans out there, please never go back to that track my whole life ever again. By lap nine, we're talking the leader was 36 seconds up on everyone up to nine spot. Like it was a terrible wasn't race. wasn't that much of a debacle. It was terrible.
1: A bit like the nine, uh, 2007 Grand Final, was it?
0: Peps, the track is as wide as a trestle table. You couldn't You couldn't pass a car. All righty. Um, uh, I'll be saying port for the weeks. Thank you, Nick. Um, so uh, really quickly out there, listeners, uh,
1: we've got, like I said, we've got a couple of minutes until we wrap this bad boy up. Um Write it on the Facebook page now. Drop it in the comments or as you're listening to this, who is going to win the preliminary finals this week and by how much? So yes. let's just find out. Just who, who's going to win and by how much. Thank you very much. I shouldn't have got Lee Mack. Now he's reminding me of the 88 grand final. <laughs> or he'll even go the 87 prelim. <laughs> he'll keep going. It just doesn't shut up. Um, good bloke though. Good bloke. Um,
0: Pep's... Are you? How are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling. um As every day goes, mm-hmm. I'm feeling worse and worse and worse. Okay,
0: because you're a Friday night, like you can completely ruin your weekend with it. That's the worst part.
1: It's gonna be shocking. It's gonna be shocking. Um, yeah. Yeah. It seems to be everybody's. Seriously, Craig, if the Cats win by <laughs> four with Gary Rowan to kick a goal after the siren, um. You'll, you'll never be on this show ever again. I'll, I will bar you. I will write to our hosting company to make sure that you get barred. And then I'm going to write to your podcast company and I'm going to get you barred from your one.
0: Oh, dear. Well, this uh, is the thing. This is the thing. All the talk about Western Bulldogs and, and missing their two most important players is like prime Port Adelaide loss. Yep. And, and that's what I'm worried about.
1: Melbourne's going to win against Dad's Army is just making me more and more nervous. Yeah. Is making me very, very nervous. But it's just Geelong. I don't know which Geelong. Look, I don't know if this extra week that they've played like other weeks is going to make it harder for them.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what
1: I'm a little bit concerned about too. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, to relax, two words for you, Gary Rowan. Exactly right. I think, I think, I think you're going to win quite easily on um, Saturday night. I just think too much travelling uh, and yeah. just that extra week. That, that they had a tough game last week, and I think it's going to make it hard. They had to go back. They went from um, Tassie to Queensland. To Adelaide to, to, Perth, to
0: Perth,
1: and then it's back gonna Adelaide. Be too tough. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be yep. tough for them. Um, and we're playing Geelong, so how do you think we're going to go?
0: Uh, look, I actually think you're going to go really well. I don't think you're going to let them get out to a 44 point lead, but in the same time, I can't deny the fact that it actually happened.
1: Yeah, but if you have a look, at what happened, then everything went perfectly right for them. Yeah. Okay. And outside of that, 50, outside of that 15 minutes, we outplayed mm-hmm. it for the rest of the game. So. Look, all I'm going to say, big fella, this time on Thursday night, we're going to go through both of the teams. So we're going to be live again on Thursday night with Tipped Out, going through the teams. I'm going to to analyze your game. You're going Mm -hmm. to analyze my game uh, Mm -hmm. just to take the bias out of it. Uh, And also, um, (laughs) and uh, most important thing is, is that uh, join on the chat. We're going to be like this as well too. And then by this time next week, we're going to be working our way towards the 2021 AFL Grand Final. So um, everybody's joining us on the chat tonight. It's been awesome. Love your work. Everybody's listening to this. Thank you very much. Give us a review on iTunes. Share it with your friends. All those people that listen to the commercial type of podcast, tell them that they're absolute flogs and they should be listening to this one because this <laughs> is mwah absolutely sensational too so uh, let's get into a team Uh, J-Dog once again thank you for tonight and more importantly how do you love your football
0: I like it lace out
1: and so do I good luck to your team mate Friday night and um, good luck to your families out there everybody else see you listeners thanks for listening to our latest episode if you haven't done so already make sure to subscribe rate and leave a review on iTunes I'm your host Chris Pepper and with Jamie Wallace we give you your footy how you want it I nice said